Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Now, today is Thursday, May 27th. And our Boston Bruins do have a second-round opponent, the New York Islanders, defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 6, and they advance to the second round. Uh, We'll touch on that here in a moment, as well as update you on Boston's first practice since the first round and answer a couple mailbag questions. Before we get into that, a quick reminder to smash that subscribe button so that each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. If you are on Twitter, you can follow along at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, the podcast is Locked On Bruins. And you can find me and my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now, like I mentioned, the Bruins did gather for their first practice since beating the Washington Capitals in the first round. Uh, One encouraging sign was Jeremy Lozon uh, appearing in a non-contact jersey, albeit, uh, but he was back on the ice for the first time since he suffered an injury while blocking a shot during Game 1 in Washington. He's trending well, though his status for the beginning of Round 2 remains up in the air. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said, depending on when they start, he still has to get through practice in a regular jersey, take some contact, uh, make sure he's good to go, but they'll go from there. It's been a week, so it's a good sign. They're not sure, again, when they will be starting, so they'll have a better idea once they have a schedule and how he progresses here in practice on Thursday, uh, and uh, assuming he'd be on a third pair with Connor Clifton to begin uh, the second round because Kevin Miller, who left Game 4 after taking a high and heavy hit from Dmitry Orlov, hasn't practiced Uh, and not yet able to skate, so not a good sign that he'll be ready for the uh, beginning of the second round. Now, when it comes to the forward lines, Bruce Cassidy not expected to make any changes there. He said he liked the four lines, probably start that way, assuming there are no injuries during practice, knock on wood. That's the way uh, they're going to go. They have, obviously, Trent Frederick and Carson Kuhlman waiting in the wings, Uh, They both bring different elements. If that's something they feel they need to do to make them a better team, then they'll look at that, you know, presumably taking out a a Corrali or a Lazar or a Wagner, shifting things up there. Everyone has bought into their jobs. You want to reward that, their loyalty to the group and performance up till now. Same time again, if there is a better option, they'll look at it and use it. But right now, it looks like The same four lines is where they're going to go. I've said it many times, Bruce Cassidy very reluctant to make any changes to the lineup uh, following wins if there's no injuries. And so these uh, lines will get another chance to, uh, yeah, be successful against the New York Islanders. 
Tukarask took some shots before practice, but did not participate with the main group. Uh, Rask and goalie coach Bob Essensa decided it would be more beneficial for the netminder to get in some quick work and take another day for rest and recovery. Uh, Tuka's been on. We've all seen that. He played four games last week, five in, you know, whatever it was, 10 days or so. Something he hadn't done all year. Clearly, he's taking care of himself, being ready to play every night, and that's a good thing. But um, they wanted to avoid, uh, you know, a lot of work in a short amount of time. And um, they thought it would be good to give him an extra day of rest. And that's totally fine by me. Now, in terms of COVID shots, uh, many of the Bruins players received their second vaccine. Uh, Some players were feeling minor effects, Bruce Cassidy said, but nothing that caused any absences from practice. He believes the club's traveling party will reach the 85% mark required for relaxed restrictions uh, once the two-week post-shot period is reached. So a large group had their second shot on Tuesday, and um, yeah, they're on track to get to that 85% mark uh, very soon. Yesterday, of course, was David Pasternak's 25th birthday. He said he's not a big cake guy, but he did uh, get a couple gifts, tried to enjoy the days off, a couple of fruit cakes. He said not a big fruit, or sorry, not a big cake guy, but his girlfriend made him a nice fruit cake, a chessboard he got, and they're expecting their first child with the due date set for June 9th, so just trying to take it easy at this, uh, at this time, which is uh, pretty cool, good for them. Now, uh, Bruce Cassidy said they would obviously be watching last night's Penguins-Islanders uh, game, and the Islanders defeated the uh, Penguins in Game 6, winning 5-3. Kind of a bummer because I did want the Penguins to advance based on how their goaltending had shaken out over the first round, and we saw it again last night. Tristan Jari just did not look uh, very good at all, and... Um, it would have been beneficial to the Bruins to be able to face him instead of Ilya Sorokin, who uh, played very well for the New York Islanders in this series. And so now it will be the Islanders and the Bruins going up in uh, round two. We'll do a you know a bigger preview uh, tomorrow on the podcast, but just to give you an idea of what the Bruins will be up against Ilya Sorokin with a 943 save percentage in this one. Slightly better than uh, our boy Tuka, who had a 941 save percentage. They were led in scoring by Anthony Beauvillier, who had three goals and four assists. Uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot with one goal and six assists, actually, to tie Beauvillier. And then uh, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson... Uh, actually, Matt Barzell was pretty quiet in this one. I don't think he even scored. Uh, and so, you know, that will be something to keep an eye on as well, whether or not he breaks out against the Bruins. He had three assists in those six games. So very quiet series for Barzell, who will be looking to obviously make uh, some noise in the second round. But like I said, we'll get into a preview of that series uh, on tomorrow's podcast as we look ahead to the second round. Hopefully we have some more idea here today about when that game might take place. As of Saturday, the Bruins will be able to have 
a near capacity crowd and they will have home ice advantage in this one because they finished third in the division with the Islanders finishing uh, fourth. I'll say this as part of the preview. You can look at the season series all you want, but the main part to look at is post-trade deadline where the Bruins went 3-0 and against the Islanders and outscored them, I believe, uh, 10-3. That's what I'm looking at, and I do believe the Bruins have the advantage in this series and should beat the Islanders in advance to the Final Four. Before we move on, let me talk for a moment about Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They have auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for pros as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Com. Before we get to mailbag question, I wanted to point out a uh, article by Emily Kaplan of ESPN that was posted on uh, Thursday morning, and it's an interview with Taylor Hall, and he uh, dropped a couple interesting tidbits. Uh, first of all, he made it clear that he is having a great time in Boston and that he would like to stay there for a while. I do want to play here, he said, not just for one or two more years, hopefully longer than that. I don't even know what my worth is right now, honestly. I'm not worried about my contract. It's something we'll figure out in the summer. I have much bigger things to worry about as a player, as a teammate. I knew it was a great city, but I've been surprised at how much better it's been than I even thought it was. So hopefully it all works out, and I think all of us as Bruins fans hope the same thing. Now, there was the belief that Taylor Hall basically chose only Boston, dictated that he wanted to be a Bruin, and therefore Don Sweeney was able to acquire him from the Buffalo Sabres for uh, perhaps less than what uh, GM Kevin Adams could have received if Hall was open to going anywhere. And... Uh, Hall said it's not exactly how it went down. He said, leading up to the deadline, there were a couple teams that were interested. I'm not going to say who they were, but if it would have worked out, I would have gone there. I wasn't just holding out for Boston. I was eager to join a playoff team. I was eager to join somewhere that had good culture and where winning was sustainable. I was looking for somewhere I could resign, not just the 20 games to end the season. Obviously thrilled it worked out with Boston, but if there were other places that would have come in sooner, I probably would have bit the bullet and done that. Uh, So yeah, very fortunate that um, the Bruins were able to scoop in, acquire a haul, only have to give up a second, and Anders Bjork, and also get um, Curtis Lazar thrown in there as well. So that kind of throw some water on the idea that it was Boston and Boston only and uh, that lends more credence to the fact that Don Sweeney did amazing work 
at the trade deadline and didn't just lock in to Taylor Hall. Now, I did get one mailbag question, and it was sent in from uh, Patrick Tolan. At Patrick Tolan 5, he asks, What teams are you most afraid of going forward in the playoffs? Personally, I am most afraid of the Lightning and the Golden Knights. I'm not very afraid of the Abs. Well, if I was to make a list, I would put the Lightning at the top. Uh, They are the defending champions. Uh, They beat the Bruins pretty easily in the playoffs last season. And they did uh, make relatively quick work of a Florida Panthers team that looked uh, very, very good throughout the regular season. Of course, they were without... Uh, Aaron Ekblad, that's a huge loss for them, uh, but still uh, a big win for the Lightning, and they will now face the winner of the Hurricanes and Predators series. Now, of the teams that are still alive in the playoffs, I mean, I still think that Colorado does instill some fear. They were, uh, you know, uh, tied for uh, the league lead in points with Vegas, and they won the President's Trophy by way of the tiebreaker with uh, 35 regulation wins. They have a plus 64 goal differential in the regular season uh, and basically steamrolled the St. Louis Blues in the first round. So either one of those teams, I think, would be a very formidable opponent. Uh, Perhaps Vegas. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't put one of those teams over the other. I think both uh, would be very difficult matchups, and and they've proven to be the two best teams in the regular season. Now, the Minnesota Wild did uh, shut out the Vegas Golden Knights last night, and that game is heading to a Game 7. So, not very, uh, you know, not guaranteed that Vegas will advance to the second round. Anyways, uh, so... We don't have to worry about that quite yet. Well, we're looking way ahead anyways. Um, I should say the Islanders, they don't scare me very much. Um, I would say the Hurricanes don't really scare me very much. The Bruins uh, made pretty quick work of them last season. The Maple Leafs don't really scare me that much. Um, Yeah, the Lightning for sure. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think the Lightning would be the scariest team to face, as well as the Avalanche. I think they... Uh, would be a pretty tough out for any team. You have to respect what they did in the regular season. So if I'm ranking teams uh, that are still in the playoffs, I'd say um, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Vegas are the top three teams that uh, that I would be scared of. Maybe the only three teams, really, that I would be scared to play. Um, not maybe scared, per se, but nervous, anyways, or, or thinking that the Bruins don't have the best chance of winning. When it comes to the uh, New York Islanders, I do really think that the Bruins should be able to defeat them, especially if you look at the numbers in the three games they played after the trade deadline. Uh, and that's, of course, you know, pending good health and, and all that. So uh, thanks for that question, Patrick. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the NHL, NBA, MLB, and UFC. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the Bruins continue their run to the Stanley Cup. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on Locked On Today, they're asking who has been the best player in the NBA playoffs so far. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today with host Peter Bukowski and our local experts. Follow the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Bit of a quick and short uh, podcast episode today, but let's just look at some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned the... Uh, Florida Panthers were eliminated by the Tampa Bay Lightning on Wednesday evening. That series ending in six games thanks to a 4-0 victory. Uh, Tonight around the NHL, the Canadians are on the verge of being eliminated. They'll play the Maple Leafs in Toronto game five of that series. Um, And the Hurricanes and Predators play game six of that series so far only one game seven on the slate and that will be uh, Friday between the wild and the golden Knights still no word on when game one of the second round will begin but the sense is it will be either Saturday or Sunday uh, in Boston and it will be only the third time the Bruins and Islanders have played in the playoffs the Islanders have won the first two Uh, The last one being in the 1983 Wales Conference Final. So it's been quite a long time since these two teams have played. The Islanders, of course, advanced to the East Conference Final last year and lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a tight series for sure. But like I said, I do believe the Bruins have the wherewithal to get through it. Uh, Wayne Gretzky has reached a multi-year agreement to join Turner Sports as a studio analyst beginning next season. He said, I've long admired Turner Sports' coverage of the NBA, among other sports, and I'm thrilled to be joining the studio team in their inaugural NHL season. It's an exciting opportunity to share my experiences and perspectives on the game. I will always cherish, while hopefully informing and entertaining fans along the way. Uh, Gretzky has been a bit more active on social media the last couple of days in preparation for this. He announced he was stepping away from the Oilers, and then he uh, used his famous you miss 100% of the shots you don't take uh, to announce uh, this latest move. So, uh, you know, I look at Gretzky, I don't really see booming personality and entertainment, but um, obviously he knows the game inside and out. And it will be cool to uh, see the great one. Uh, yeah, just talking about hockey more regularly. What else is going on? Nazem Kadri is set to appeal his eight-game suspension for the Avalanche. I believe that's going down today. Uh, John Tavares was able to visit the Maple Leafs during practice for Game 5 against the Canadians. He's been out since Game 1 after that horrific uh, injury that he suffered. So it's great to see that he is is up and about and uh, yeah I guess after the Penguins lost there are some questions about whether they will shake up the roster it seemed pretty clear that the biggest uh, need for them is goaltending and uh, we'll see if they address that or if they get a bit more antsy and uh, make some bigger moves which I don't believe uh, Sidney Crosby 
uh, seems very in favor of. He seems to want to keep the core together, and he should. The team played very well, and they were pretty much sunk by uh, some pretty terrible goaltending by Tristan Jari, which is why I was rooting for the uh, Penguins in that series. One last thing I wanted to mention, uh, Ethan Bear is a defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers, and he had a bunch of racist remarks directed towards him on social media after the Oilers were swept by the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Bear's girlfriend in particular posted on social media that the defenseman received numerous racist messages and comments in the aftermath of the loss, and there's been a lot of support around the NHL for Bear and, um, yeah, just standing with him among this terrible behavior from the fans. General Manager Ken Holland said he's a tremendous role model for all young athletes, especially in the indigenous community. He gives time to the community, popular in the locker room. I feel sick for him. I'm 65 years old, Holland said. I don't live in the social media world, but he was talking to the PR people to make sure this doesn't happen in the future. Bear addressed the situation with a statement in a video posted to the Oilers uh, account on Wednesday. He said, I know this doesn't represent all Oilers fans or hockey fans, and I greatly appreciate your support and love during this time. I'm here to stand up to this behavior, to these comments. I'm proud of where I come from. I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing this for all people of color, doing this for the next generation to help make change, to love one another, to support one another, to be kind to each other. There's no place for racism in our communities, in sports, or our workplace. I call on all of us to make change and end racism. Of course, Uh, The Bruins and the fan base, no strangers to these kind of situations in the past uh, when it comes to, you know, Joel Ward, P.K. Subban, and even further down in the past. And, uh, you know, the NHL is committed to making hockey for everyone. We all need to do our part uh, to make it so. And uh, it was cool to see uh, all the support for Ethan Bear as well as, uh, yeah, him coming out and making that statement as well. And uh, hopefully it's something that we can all learn from um, social media uh, being pretty ugly sometimes, but it can also be very encouraging and uplifting. And I very much appreciate uh, the community of Bruins fans that I've connected with through the podcast and over the years. And uh, yeah, it's great to see that general positivity and avoiding this kind of stuff. Uh, no place for that in the locked-on Boston Bruins community, that's for sure. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Uh, Thanks for joining in the conversation. Thanks for sending in questions. Thanks for interacting with the podcast and uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter. I really do appreciate it. I hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves. Uh, Tonight, I don't know, what am I going to do? Probably watch uh, Catch Up on Handmaid's Tale. Been working through Master of None as well. And uh, just, yeah, trying to do uh, something with this uh, anxious between-round hockey energy and just really looking forward to getting back to watching the Bruins. And hopefully they can uh, make relatively quick work of these New York Islanders. Let me know what you think. If you have any predictions, hit me up at ENC McLaren or at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter. And we'll be back tomorrow with a more full preview of the second round series between the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders.
Have a great Thursday, friends.